0: for your word. Speak to our hearts and reveal yourself to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm talking, uh, really speaking on the, uh, the grace of giving. The grace of giving. Many times when Christians hear a message on giving, before the message begins, they close up. They, they don't want to hear it. They shut everything out, and they tune off. I don't understand why that is, but I know who is behind that. I know who is behind that. Because giving is a grace. And we'll talk about that. Giving is a grace from God for your life. Not for God, but for your benefit. And that's why the enemy will always want believers to tune off and turn it off. And just, I don't want to hear that in their heart so that they will not grow in this grace of giving. You know, in second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 7, Paul says, But as you are bound in everything. To the Corinthians, he was saying, You are bound in everything. In faith, you are bound. You know, you have faith towards God. In speech, it means you are not holding back. You are sharing your faith. You are bound in speech and in knowledge. The knowledge that you have received from God, you are sharing it with individuals. You're not holding back. I know you are bound in all of these things. In all diligence, you are bound in that. And in love for us, the ministers, those that are sharing the word of God, you are bound in all of these things. See that you are bound in this grace also. What grace is he talking about? The grace of giving. Go back and read the whole scripture there. He said, you are bound in faith, you are bound in speech, you are bound in knowledge and all of these great things. You are bound even in love for us and for the saints. You are bound in all of this, but also be diligent. See that you are bound in the grace of giving also. Amen. I don't think many Christians have even thought about that. That this is a special grace from God. This grace of giving can transform your life. And that's why the enemy doesn't want you to hear it. And that's why it makes it so difficult. You struggle constantly like you're resisting something that's good because the enemy doesn't want you to go there. He knows what will happen to your life if you go there and you welcome this grace into your life and you're bound in it. He knows it. So he's going to try to stop you. From the blessing of God coming your way. So you turn off. And he has all kinds of things put out there. The ministers are not sincere. Your money the money is being it's not your business. Let the minister deal with the God, but you are bound in this great because it's for your own good. So don't turn off when it turn off when it comes to giving. Because the greatest source. For your prosperity on the earth. The greatest thing that God has put on the earth for a Christian's prosperity is giving. There's nothing more. This is the greatest thing that you can do to turn things around financially for your life. This is the greatest thing that you can do to turn things around. It's not like you're bribing God, but you open the windows, you open the avenues so that God can pour himself upon your life. So he's made it clear, do all of these givings so that I can bless you. It's really for your own destiny. So many times we resist that because we don't understand what God is doing, you know. Now, in in Luke chapter 19... Jesus was going towards Jerusalem and he started to weep over Jerusalem. I'm going to read it for you. I I hope he's not weeping over your life today because you don't recognize what he's trying to do. And you're turning him off because of fear misunderstanding, and the things you've heard in the past. I pray that God will transform your heart today. And we're not talking about just giving to the church. No, no, no. You abound in this grace of giving and see what God will do. See what God will do. Jesus, the Bible tells us in verse 41, He says there, Now as He drew near, that's the city of Jerusalem, He saw the city and wept over it. Saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, if you had known, so knowing is very important, in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. That's what's happening. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't accept it. And so Jesus was so frustrated because they were resisting what God was trying to give to them. Words that would transform their lives and Jesus wept over them. If you had only... No. The things that God has provided for you. In this your day. Today is your day. Amen. This is your day. That's what Jesus is talking about. This is your day. If you had known, even you, especially in this your day. The things, there are a lot of things that will make for your peace. When you have, and you have to help with your children, to help with whatever, the church, whatever, in your home, you got Peace. But these things are hidden from my eyes. Who is hiding these things from my eyes? The enemy. He doesn't want you to know about the grace of giving. Because if you receive it and you accept it and begin to act on it, things are bound to change for your life. No way. Things will not change. Because there is a God. And he's put out his word. And Jesus said the scriptures cannot be broken. When God speaks a word, and a person takes that word and decides, "I'm going to act on that word," God immediately meets you right there. That's why when Peter stepped out of the boat, he didn't test the water to see if it would hold his weight, right? And he didn't sink a little bit. If he had sunk a little bit, he would cry out, "Why did I listen to the master?" But he didn't. Once you step out, God meets you right there. But many times hesitate because of fear. We don't even ask for permission to jump into it, to dive into it. We don't. We just stay there and we are wanting something to happen. Whereas God is saying, if you had only known the things that make for your peace... Where here you are, you're struggling and all of that as a servant of God. Like Paul says, Acts chapter uh, uh, 20 verse 20, I have held nothing back that is of profit to you. I'm not going to hold back on this. It's for your profit. And God is going to pour his blessings upon your life. Because God has given me a promise and I will make gold as dust at the Ark Fellowship. Amen. He's going to do it. But you got to teach the word of God. So people can walk in it. Because there's a work to be done. Amen. So don't resist when God is showing you now. The foundation of all giving is the tithe. The foundation of all giving is the tithe. This is an inescapable covenant obligation for every believer. You cannot escape poverty if you are not paying your tithe as a believer. You cannot. It's a covenant obligation that ties you to your heavenly father. If you don't want to pay your tithe, that's your business. But my responsibility is to teach you. God expects every child of his to pay their tithe, you can resist it. You can. That's up to you. Now, some people have said uh, the tithe is not for the New Testament. Well, I want to take you to Hebrews chapter seven. He talks about tithe in the New Testament. Tithe when you give an offering, the earth answers to your offering, but the tithe is the heavens answer to your tithe because the one that will respond is the one in heaven with regards to your tithe. That's why the enemy doesn't want to have us hear anything about tithing. The tithe is 10% of your income. 10% of your income. He's not yours. He belongs to the Lord. He's 10% of your income. You can read in, I believe in... uh, Leviticus chapter 27, that's the last chapter of the book. God made it clear the tithe is his. And he said, if you keep your tithe for any reason, you need to redeem it. In other words, when you bring it back to God, he's going to have an interest placed on it. A fifth of it. He said, you must bring it back to him. So belongs to the lord the tithe is the lord and you must give it to the lord if you don't give it to the lord you can do all of your giving it will not work because the foundation is no good when the foundation is destroyed what can the righteous do when you destroy the foundation of your giving which is the tithe you can do whatever you want to do it just will not work because the foundation is the tithe and that's where we're going to start when we talk about this grace of giving. In Malachi chapter three, verse 10 and 11, it says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat, be food in my house and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you Such a blessing, such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And he says, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. Says the Lord of hosts, that's the Lord of the armies of heaven. There are a lot of lessons to learn from this passage here. The first lesson is that God is not asking you to give your tithe. You don't give what doesn't belong to you. So the language here is bring the tithes. It's not yours. No one is going to be asking you if you are interested in paying your taxes. Brother, are you, I want to ask you a question. Are you interested in paying your taxes? You worked for that money, right? He got into your hand, right? But you know part of it belongs to the IRS, the government. And I'm not going to be asking you, Brother, are you interested in paying your taxes? That's a stupid question. It belongs to the, the government. So we're not going to be asking you the tithe belongs to the Lord. God said so. So he's not asking you if you are interested in paying your tithe. He is his. And he says you don't want to touch it. Because God says in Leviticus 27, the tithe is holy to the Lord. That's a holy thing for the Lord. And so you cannot touch something that is holy if you touch it and use it for yourself. You pay the price for it. So you cannot escape paying your tithe without the consequence. It's very serious matter. Bring the tithe. I'm telling you, give the tithe, bring the tithe. It's not yours. You're not going and sometimes people want to pay their tithe and they say, Pastor, well, this is my tithe, but I want you to use it for this. You don't have the right to tell the pastor that. Just because it's a million dollars. So you want to tell the pastor, yeah, it's your time. But you can't tell the pastor that. He's like me coming to your home. The Lord, right? He's like me coming to your home, coming to your home. And I saw like a, a hundred dollar bill, you know, laying somewhere there. And I picked the hundred dollar bill. I said, I, I'm sure this is your hundred dollar bill. You say, yeah. I said, okay, let me show you how we're going to use it. The What? We're going to use, you're going to show me how we're going to use up my money. That's my money. You don't tell God how you want your tithes to be used. You bring your tithe and let go of it. Amen. That's how important it is. Bring all the tithes to the Lord. The reason for the tithe is so that there will be food in the house of God. So Pastor Andy and the rest of them, they are coming to the house of God to eat food every time. So you bring the food. Is that what he's talking about? No. What he's talking about is he wants the ministry to go forth. If you are not paying your time, then we can't do what we want to do for the church. We can't hire somebody to do a work in the church. And guess who is cursing it? You, because your whole God doesn't want to eat food in his house I've never seen Jesus here or God eating uh, a steak at the church have you seen that? we saw God in church eating a steak this day We, we provided him the steak God doesn't need that type of thing. But he needs it for the work of God. And once you're holding back, and several are holding back, the church is held back for the work that God has commanded them to do because you're holding back. And so you, because of your own self-desire, you're holding back the kingdom of God. And it's not fun. That's why we bring the tithe. It's not not yours. God says, "I, I need food in my house, so you bring it here. Another lesson from the passage is this. It says, if you bring in the tithe, it wants you to prove him. But the, the thing I want to bring out here is heaven has windows. Amen. Heaven has windows. And there are windows that God uses to pour out his blessings on the people of the earth. There are windows in heaven. This is revelation. Windows in heaven. These windows are either closed or open. When you are paying your tithe, the windows open up. And God sees the avenue because He is God. He wants to bless at all times. He doesn't care. When the window opens, He pours in a blessing through it. Amen. Every time the windows open, God says, wow, there's open." I'm a God that's blessed. I bless people. He pours it in. But when the windows are shut, God says, all the windows are shut. There's no need to send out any blessing. Amen. Now, when you pay your time, guess what you do? You get the windows open. And God says, wow, there's a window open over there. Let's pour. He pours it down on you. That's why when heaven begins to bless you, he says, when it's pouring down from heaven, you can't read too much. Amen. God who is too much. You can't, you don't have room to receive it. Especially when all the windows are opened. Amen. You can't receive it. He'll knock you over. You'll be on your back with blessings. Amen. He wants to bless his people. He wants to bless his people. Let's receive his word. And act on it. Faith without works is dead. And that's why your your situation is dead in your life. Because you believe, but you're not acting on it. Act with faith. But notice what it says. All bring ye some of the tithe. All of the tithes. All of it. Half obedience is no obedience at all with God. Halfway obedience is no obedience with God. If you want to check, read uh, First Samuel chapter 15. God told uh, uh, Saul, he said, go to the Amalekites, destroy all of them. Don't leave anything alive. He actually went, he fought with the Amalekites, he destroyed everything, but he left a few things alive. And God said, you did not obey my voice. The guy in human terms, I obeyed your voice. I left. I killed the people except this. God says, no, you didn't. And because you didn't obey my voice, you rejected my word. Now I'm rejecting you and I'm going to take the kingdom from your hand. I'll give it to some other person. It could be that severe. Half obedience is no obedience at all with God. Doing it off and on is just don't do it at all. You don't have to do this because you feel like doing it. He's doing it because God tells you to do this. And you are connecting yourself with God. And this is the only way he can truly bless you. So there are windows in heaven. The third thing that we want to learn is that there is a devourer on the loose there is a devourer on the loose and he doesn't care how dignified you are he's coming after you he, was, he has been created by God to devour whatever comes in his way he will devour the only way he will not devour what belongs to you is when he's rebuked by God amen he's out there he's eyeing your money he's eyeing your family He's going to devour. He is called the devourer. You know, that's his name. He is the devourer. He devours. Whatever you make available to him, he'll devour. And you refusing to pay your tithe is a very clear way to invite the devourer into your life. Paying your tithe halfway is another clear way. <laughs> they know their rights. How many of you dealt with demons? The demons know their rights. They know their rights they'll tell you if there is any reason they can be in that life you can't get you can't get them out they'll tell you very clearly we have a right to be here you remember they told jesus have you come to destroy us before the time they know their rights and if you're not doing it right they're not doing it right you've given them room for the divine he's coming you see the tithe is so sacred and god that he goes all the way to the garden of eden you remember in the garden of Eden there was this tree and then the tree of life the tree of the the tree of the good the knowledge of good and evil and God said you can eat of all of them including the tree of life you can eat but this one tree that's mine you don't touch it the day you eat all of it no the day you take a little bit of it you will begin to die Adam didn't listen very well he took of it. He didn't die that day, right? But eventually died. When you take part of your tithe or all of it, the day you use it for your own good, you may not, your, you may, your finances may not die on that day, but I guarantee you, you have set it in motion, your finances is going to die. So you move and move and nothing moves. You'll walk and walk and walk, but nothing works. Amen? You'll strive and do whatever you can. Several jobs to make it. It's not, you won't even know what's going on. Why am I sharing this? I want God's people to be blessed. Amen? Just obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. For young people, let it sink into your heart. Make sure you're going to be great because, you see, God doesn't need the money. He makes it very clear. He's for our own good so that he can establish our destiny for us and make us a showcase to the world. He's for us, not for him. He's for us. He did everything for us. We frustrate him when we we tie his hands back and he cannot do anything because if he does anything, the enemy will accuse him of doing wrong because you haven't done what was right. So God hurts because he loves you. He wants to pour into your life, but you've tied his hands. No wonder Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He, he, weeping is different from crying. He wept. It was a very painful thing to him. He was weeping over them. You see, God cannot bless a thief. He says, Will a man rob God? That day is telling you <laughs> your tithe really belongs to God. He says in tithes and offering you rob me. Uh, let me read this scripture. My time is almost up. He says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 30 and 31 people do not despise a thief if he steals to satisfy himself when he's starving. Don't despise him. He said, "Well, he's stilling to satisfy himself." But then God said, "Yet when he is found, in other words, when he is caught, even though he was stilling to satisfy himself because he's starving, he said he must restore sevenfold. He may have to give up all the substance of his house. You see, but you steal from God and, escape, uh, and expect." expect that you will not be caught. He sees everything. Even though when you're starving. You're taken from him. He knows that. But he's caught you. He said you may have to give up everything you own. Eventually. This is how serious this matter is. So I encourage you. I believe in God for a blessing on our church. We're going to be talking more about giving. There are other kinds of giving. I was going to make it too serious. But I can't. So we'll be talking about other kinds of giving. But it's really for your good. It's for my good that we give. Find every opportunity to give. The first thing to do is to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have wavered a little bit from him, then you want to go all the way with him so he can bless your life. We need that. Some of us have turned our back. we're doing things that we shouldn't be doing and you're justifying it and saying it's okay it's not okay today god is calling you back home i believe i'm speaking to somebody here today god calling you back home he's saying to you if you continue in this way that you are going there's danger ahead you need to turn back don't know what that is you need to turn back to god because he has a special place for you in his heart and you have been frustrating him because of the way you are living your life he has something for you to do and you need to open up whoever that is stand up with me this morning and you don't have to have a special word to give everything to the Lord this is so important when you give everything to, of yourself to the Lord, then He also gives everything of Himself to you. Amen. And that's a great blessing. All oh, heads bowed this morning, and you're saying this morning, "I want to give everything in my life to God. No, hold them back. Let me see your hand up. Let me see your hand up. Everything. Everything." Everything. I thank you for raising your hand this morning and see how God will minister to you. And I believe just because you've done that, there's going to be a special grace coming upon your life. Now, I want those that raise their hands. Please raise your hands up to to the Lord because he wants you to raise your hands up to the Lord this morning. You're giving everything to him. You're saying, God, I'm holding nothing back anymore. I want to go all the way. When he blesses you, he's going to, through you, bless the world. That's the way he wants it. Father, I thank you. You see these hands up as they are dedicating their lives to you, Lord God. No hold them back. We're crying out to you, our God, that you will minister to us. You alone can give us a heart that will truly be sincere and will truly follow you. You said without you, we can do nothing. So we are crying out to you to change our hearts today, this very hour, in the name of Jesus. We are dedicating our lives to you to do what is right. Put your hands down. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But if you have been disobedient to God, to your tithing. You have a fear and you need to get rid of that fear. That fear is going to rob you of all the good things God wants to place in your life. You need to ask God today to forgive you for being so fearful and for not obeying his word by tithing, paying your time. You have to repent of that today. And if you mean business with God today, I guarantee you things will begin to happen you are so afraid to give I will put this like a pastor did before when you pay your tithe we don't. it's not like we are in dire need but when you pay your tithe um, record what you are paying and if God doesn't bless you and things don't change in your life talk to Pastor Andy and we will pay you back <laughs> no really talk to me but I guarantee you there will be no need for that if you do it out of a sincere heart because your life will be turned around by the God that we serve. Amen? So if you're here this morning and you know you haven't been obedient in that area, to obey is better than sacrifice or hacking than the fat of Ram. So this morning, I'm going to say, God, I will obey you. Let's bow our heads and let's pray to our God and you know change your mind today. In other words, repent and say, God, I will obey you. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Father God, I thank you for your people. Convince us and convict us today that the tithe belongs to you and that you have set that as an avenue to reach us, to bless us, to bless our children and to bless our children's children even to the 10th generation according to your word wash us clean this morning and forgive us where we have been disobedient to you in this area so that you can rebuke the devourer so you won't have to devour what you've given to us He won't have to devour the seeds that we've sown. He won't have to devour our business or our bank account. We thank you, Father. We submit to you this morning. In Jesus' name, and God's people said, Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask our prayer partners to please come up here. If you have a need in your life, and you need somebody to agree with you in prayer, uh, please come up and... uh, they will pray with you and I believe God will answer from heaven.